What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today on episode 93, we are talking about the 1997 American superhero film slash horror movie, because I guess they categorize it that way. Uh, Spawn. It's time. Imagine a substance with the power to destroy humanity. Imagine a creature insane enough to use it. Imagine a hero on the verge of creation. From flesh to steel. You must visualize your objective. From blood to blade. Don't get cocky. You have a lot more to learn. From man to spawn. I see you. We have harvested the ultimate weapon. Makes the Ebola virus look like a skin rash. Compared to freakalations, I say destroy the cosmos, ask questions later. Who are you? This is just what they want. You're playing their game. Then now play dirty. Curly bad. Use your armor. Now stay sharp. The night is young. This summer, evil has a new enemy. Justice has a new weapon. And the world has a new hero. Spawn. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me as always, the wonderful Dan and Angel of DNA Gaming. And we have a returning guest, the man behind Epic Film Guys and Brain Stew. We got Justin. I'm back. Hello. How are you? I never know <laughs> if I should say your full name, but I was just like, it's yeah, great to be here. Uh, <laughs> most people can't actually pronounce my fucking. That name, might be so why I just don't it. do it. So. Um, my own co-host Jeremy, like Esquival. No, bro, it's not <laughs> how you say it. It's okay. I I had to get used to being able to say it myself because it's not actually my real last name. I tell this story a lot. It's my wife's last name. When I married her, it was way cooler than my last name, so I just changed it to hers. There we go. That's fair. Yeah. There we go. Why did you Why did you take my name? <laughs> that's that's a really cool story. I like that. So today. We are talking about Spawn because, of course, we are letting all of our guests choose the movie we cover. And so, Justin, why did you decide to pick Spawn? Well, uh, this is a movie that I have not yet been able to talk about on my own podcast or any other podcast. And it just is going to be falling in line perfectly with my screening that I'm doing at Alamo Drafthouse DC Ashburn on the 28th of this month. Our Terror Tuesday program that I host and curate. We're showing Spawn. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, the decision to show Spawn in the first place was kind of a, taking a big chance. I usually show crowd pleasers. I usually show stuff I know people are going to show up to. And someone <laughs> told me one evening, I dare you to play Spawn. You know what? You're not ever going to screen Spawn. And I said, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm showing Spawn. When I found out that it was available to screen, oh. like guys, I, I swear to you, I don't care if five fucking people show up. I'll just be happy that I can say I'm showing Spawn. 
Um, but you know, it's just a movie. It's 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 not necessarily the kind of movie that we wouldn't talk about on our show. But I just felt like it would be a really fun, you know, trip down memory lane for me at least. And you know, talking with people that I assumed had not seen it or had not seen it in a long time would just be really entertaining and fun. I'm curious what the like throwing me under well, the bus. Well, oh. I'm just let me do that. It's prefacing, but anyway, I'm I'm curious what. Because to display any movie like that, obviously you guys know, but other people might know, there's a feel behind that. So what is it like to display, like, ask about Spawn? You're like, I always like to display Spawn. How much is it going to cost? Like, no, 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 please. This one's on us. <laughs> you know, it's it was cheap enough where no one asked a second question about it, so I just knew it, it, it was meant to be. That's awesome. I think it's because, brilliant. Because believe me, there are occasions where there's something I really want to show, and it's not even that obscure, and they'll be like, that costs like $600. You're not going to make that back. And I'll be like, you're probably right. I probably won't. So then I choose something else that I know people will come out for. But, you know, once in a while, I like to take a chance, and so here it is. You got to mix it up, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Keep it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, we had, well, I asked Justin what he wanted to do, and he gave me two choices, and I'm not telling, I'm not telling you guys what the second choice was, because we will be covering it this year for its anniversary, and I don't want to get you guys too excited, and hopefully Justin can come back to, to talk about that one as well, but that's going to be a surprise, you guys are going to have to just, you know, sit there on the anticipation for when that, uh, we decide to do it, (laughs) but today it's about Spawn, and boy, oh boy, this is a movie I have not seen since I was a kid. Uh, This movie came out when I was seven, but I don't think I saw it until a couple years later. And I hadn't seen it since then. And to be honest, this is one of those movies where you're like, I wish I never, I wish I could just hold on to the feelings I had when I was a kid because watching it as an adult is a different experience. Most definitely. (laughs) Most definitely. Oh my God. uh, I, I take it I'm the only person that saw this in theaters, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. I've yeah. never seen it, so... so yeah. I, I, I assumed that. Yeah, so <laughs> there, w- there was anticipation for this movie. I mean, the comic had been out a few years by this point, and the HBO miniseries was already a thing, which mm-hmm. is fucking brilliant. I'm going to tell anyone listening, if you're new to Spawn, if you've only heard of it and you haven't ever watched anything, if you've only ever watched this movie... HBO, it's on there now on HBO Max. Go watch that animated series. It is brilliant. It's exactly how this movie should have been done in a lot of senses. Um, But I remember being there. Uh, Me and my buddy, Nate Clark, I'll never forget it. It was opening night in this tiny-ass multiplex. We both had Spawn t-shirts on and shit. I'm pretty sure I had a Spawn action figure in my pocket. Yeah. You know? You know, some nerdy shit like that. But it was dark, spooky, and edgy, and kind of like a little bit different than what we were used to seeing. And it was also a really different time, very interesting time for comic book movies. It's like, you know, pre-Blade, because Blade came out the following year, but it's just the same exact year that Batman and Robin came out. So it was a really strange time for the, the genre. I actually remember roughly around this time, and I don't remember which one I saw first. I'm pretty sure it was the... Um of the hbo series because i will never forget because keith david did spawn in that love keith david so um i've seen a couple episodes because my cousins were older than us and we'd watch it with them but i remember i can't remember i i had spawn act uh comics a comic or two because i was big in the comics and i remember having a violator figure <laughs> but this was before i watched the movie 
So, <laughs> but yeah, that was, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but that's why I wanted to watch this movie. I was like, I know what Spawn is. He's badass. That's it. So you good? Yep. Good. <laughs> it wasn't clown violator. So, it was so Justin, monster. what are your thoughts on this movie? Like, it, based on your recent watch of it? You know, this is a movie that I usually would drunk watch every few years. Uh, I think the last time I watched it, uh, EFG legend Loisos, the god of podcasting himself, was actually hammered himself, which was very uh, once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. And he's like, let's watch Spawn. And we, you know, we had revisited it. It had been a long time since I had watched it. But since then, you know, um, it, it just seems like one of those midnight movies that I like to revisit once in a while. I am of the mind that there is a lot to like about Spawn. Um, there is a lot of issues within, um, and we'll get into those issues and kind of like what helped cause them. But at the same time, if you look at it from an outside perspective, you know, looking back, you know, we're, we're in 2023, it was a different time for the genre, what they were trying to achieve versus what they did. I think it's a, it's a super fun B movie. You know, I, I don't think it should be taken seriously. Whereas if you watch the miniseries or you read the comics, I mean, it's very serious material. It's when they decided to adapt it from comic slash, you know, to movie, it, they had to make it PG-13. And I think that really hurt the final product of what this movie could have and should have been. But overall, I mean, I can watch it now and just laugh at it. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of effort that went into bringing this character to life. And I, I have to say that, you know, John Leguizamo gives a fucking super fun, over-the-top performance that really carries the movie. Without him, there wouldn't be a movie. So I, I just, I think I, I take, you know, take pleasure in watching it and knowing, you know, the movie exists and it's, it's a lesson to be learned as to what not to do. But at the same time, it really has some cool stuff going on in it. All right. Angela, this is your first time oh. ever seeing this movie, so this is going to be fun. What did you think of Spawn? It was something. <laughs> it's not the same. You got to say the thing. Oh, sorry. It's a, it's a movie. It's, there you go. Thank you. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> I kind of had a hard time with this one. Uh, I guess just the fact that there was a lot going on in the movie. There was also a lot going on in front of the TV. Uh, my eldest was trying to tell us about football and school. And I'm like, I can't listen to you and this at the same time. Like, I'm like, I had to have him explain. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I, I can't think... keep up with what's going on. I think most people still don't know I'm what like... the hell's going on. Yeah, I got it. I mean, he gave me the Cliff's Notes version of what like happened. Like the first 15 minutes, what happened? I was like, this, 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 you're good. Like four things. <laughs> you're set. And then you tell me that John Leguizamo was in this, and I was like, where? <laughs> Until I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. <sighs> Just from some comments that were made, I was like, I get it now. But yeah, he was, re he was really good. He did have some... <laughs> Some one-liners in there that I was still repeating afterwards. Um, like I used, I used one of his quotes in Discord earlier when you were asking me how it went. <laughs> Let me guess. D E D 
dead. No, that was another one that I had heard. I had heard from so many else. one-liners in this movie. I know. This is real. There's a lot. It was uh, no when he was the cheerleader. No, Bonnie, Bonnie, he is our man. If he can't kill him, no one can. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Johnny had put the gif in our oh, Discord, so I had to respond. But yeah, there. Oh man, there was a lot going on. <laughs> Dan. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, no, don't give it. No, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Look at this. He's trying to cut you off. Like, I... Fuck her. Keep going. <laughs> I, I'm done. That that it was a long pause. I t- I just... to it. it was, uh... She was collecting. I'm no, still. I think I'm still yeah. collecting. <laughs> okay. This. Okay. Thank you, Grandma. First off, because this is why I, I, I watched this with my grandmother, because she loves this. You know, it was go to Grandma. She's watching movies, right? She loved this thing. Um. It it, it it's a it's a movie. I, I, it's a fun, it is a fun B-movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, again, John Leguizamo, super MVP. He's fucking hilarious. Obviously, there's a lot of shit that you'd say in here that wouldn't be okay today, but it's still funny and shit. What one? The fact that our um, our subtitles did not match what they were saying in the movie. So oh, I got that a couple times. I was like, what? It was they say, it was like It'd like, be like one word. It would say one thing, but it, we would say something else. So I was like, what? Okay. Fuck. I was like, is there a different version we don't know about? Uh, so I watched the director's cut. Couldn't yeah, tell you. I was going to ask which cut you guys watched. We probably watched the regular version. What? It's We got it from, was it Amazon? Yes, yeah, so it's probably the only place I could video. find it because I wouldn't have yeah. been able to get the Blu-ray in time, which I do. Listen, if this movie comes out in a 4K Blu-ray, I will buy it because it's just, oh, yeah. I need oh, God, yeah. that said to, like, I need it. Like, I, will I ever Dude. watch it again? Probably one more time on 4K, but that'll be it. I bet you in fucking 25 years from now when Todd McFarlane is about to pass away and they're finally starting production on the next Spawn movie, <laughs> that's when they'll release it. But it'll be in, like, 8K or some shit. Yeah. Poor Todd exactly. McFarlane, man. Poor Todd I know. McFarlane. Dude, it's... But yes, John Luke was almost great. I didn't think Michael, uh, Michael J.I. White's fine. He's okay. Most of the rest of the characters are just whatever. Martin Sheen's all right, I guess. Like, nobody really stands out in this movie outside of John Leguizamo. And again, Michael Jai White does a fine portrayal as Al Simmons. I, I thought the practical effects were really good that they did. Um, I, I liked, of course, Spawn. I liked uh, the prop of Violator later in the movie. It was pretty good. Uh, of course, we'll go into it. The CG... Not gonna talk about it a whole lot. Oh, we but, will uh, talk about it a whole lot was, later. <laughs> not, not, not right now. It was a little dicey. Um, and the whole thing just felt like the opening cinematic, like the credits, opening credits are like some of the worst I've ever seen in a movie. Like going back and watching it, and I felt like I was watching like a late '90s, early 2000s PC game. <laughs> Like, this is the opening credits of Soldier of Fortune for PC. Did right? you see the oh, end credits? Flame tube. Yeah, the credits are, yeah, like, just... sideways, and you got Marilyn Manson playing. And... Oh, God, this feels so far. 90s. <laughs> like, the movie was over, like, done. <laughs> like, we don't need credits. We don't need the credits. We know who was in the movie. We got yeah. IMDb for that shit. But, oh. not shitting on it. It is a fun movie to watch. And, like, yeah, we've said all these to be set. Uh, MVP for, or another MVP award for Spaz. Dog was cool. I like the dog. Somebody playing with coins, by the way. It is. I'll stop. I'm sorry. I fidget. I'm, <laughs> I'm so like, what sorry. Is that noise. 
Oh. I fidget. I can't. You know me. I just I know, do dude. things. I know. I have to point <laughs> it out. Get yourself though. a stress ball or something, man. Like you know, like. Well, I have a pair, but I can't just do it on camera. <laughs> you That's most definitely. Allowed. You most definitely can. Just, <laughs> yeah. The camera cuts normal. off. No, nobody sees. Dan, yeah. no, the camera cuts off where that that area is. So I'm you, telling you, you what, need to give like him a few squeezes. No one's gonna know except for Angela, bro. The, Every podcast I've ever recorded, I'm cupping my balls at least five or ten minutes. <laughs> it. I swear to God, that's good. I'm glad because my goal is like the last episode I've ever on is just no pants, fucking just balls out below my shirt. I'm just gonna stand up. So like you gotta, you, you've never podcasted unless you've done a nude podcast. That's why you, you can't see it. him from you know you can't see from the waist down. He has no pants on. That's how I always imagined Parker too. Just... There's been a couple of times I'm like I'm so glad he has um, pants on. How do you know he's got pants on? Uh, I'm assuming it's like his beard, but like down here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a lot to maintain. That's... I got to comb it, you know. <laughs> Get the curlers out. We're going out of town tonight, dear. I'm going to curl it. Got fancy. Okay. Anyway, Dan, do you have any thoughts done. on this movie? No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a romp. It is oh, never seen man. it. You should at least see it one time. That I would definitely agree. See it once. Yes, yeah, it needs to sure. be experienced at least once. So a sight to be seen. Yes. yes. Like I said before, this was my first time watching this movie in years, probably twenty years. And I remember back when I watched it the first time, being loving it. I loved the characters. I thought, you know, I didn't care that the effects weren't that good, but it was just I thought it was a really cool movie. Watching it as a thirty-one-year-old now. I, uh, I, it's not that it's, it feels like a sci-fi movie at times, like sci-fi channel, uh, yes. performances are so cartoonish, especially Martin Sheen, this legendary actor, Martin Sheen. It's the biggest cartoon on screen. John Leguizamo is having an absolute blast and I'm having an absolute blast watching him saying some of the most offensive oh, yeah. one-liners, uh, that like Dan said, could not be said in a movie today unless it was relevant oh, yeah. to the story being told. Michael Jai White, not the greatest of actors, and I understand how his career kind of didn't go anywhere after this. He would go on to do a bunch of B-rated movies or uh, just uh, he did a lot of like martial arts movies that no one saw. The only role that he's memorable for other than Spawn is being Gamble in the Dark Knight. He goes from having to fight a clown in Spawn to getting murdered by a clown in, in the Dark Knight. So Michael Jai White. Making making memorable performances alongside clowns. <laughs> uh, Ironic, eh? Teresa Randall's in this movie. Uh, we I've talked about her three times on this show in all three Bad Boys movies. She played Martin Lawrence's wife, Teresa, mm. and that. I mean, other than that, like this movie, this movie's hilarious. It's just laughably bad. I remember my wife is, you know, she's not fully engaged in the movie, but she'll like be doing folding laundry or doing whatever. And she just look up and it would be one of those seeds in hell where she's like the same shit that happened with me tonight with my wife because she had never seen it either. And she was like, this movie's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of times I just heard. Oh, boy. Oh, God. What is happening? I'm like, I I don't even know. This is. Now, the funniest thing is the people behind the making of this movie it's wild so let's go through it the director is mark az depay he is more well known as an ilm visual effects artist 
He's a legend. Yes, along with somebody who was the visual effects supervisor on this movie. Steve Spaz Williams. Yes, who they named the dog after. Uh, But so Mark also directed last year's really bad Marmaduke animated movie that was on (laughs) Netflix. Uh, He did a movie called Michael Jackson's Halloween in 2017. The Boxcar Children in 2014, which is actually his highest rated film on IMDb with a 6.7. And he did a bunch of Garfield animated films. Yeah, you can't forget about Garfield's Pet Force. Yeah, there's so many Garfield movies. It was like seven in a row. It was wild. But he was a visual effects artist on such movies as The Abyss, Back to the Future Part 2, Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, and I had to throw in the Flintstones because I love the Flintstones from 1994. <laughs> and his last film he did visual effects on was The Shallows from 2016, which was the Blake Lively shark movie, which was actually, in my opinion, pretty decent. I thought it was fantastic. I, I'm going to go. It's go in my opinion, it's other than like like Deep Blue Sea is a silly fun, but it's a, a fun shark movie. But like this is a like that's a genuinely good shark movie. And the effects are really fantastic. Yeah, I felt as well. On record, just say fuck the abyss. Like I know we've talked about it a couple times. I'm just gonna say fuck that movie, and I blame my mother for that. But carry on. He was also in the. He also did animation. Uh, and his most notable that I saw on IMDb were the two live action Fairly Odd Parents movies with Drake Bell. That's uh. I've seen clips from these, and they just look awful. Weird. I grew up watching some Fairly Odd Parents, and it was pretty funny and stuff in the early seasons. That doesn't help. Drake but... Bell's a weirdo too. Um, yeah, we talked about Steve Spaz Williams, who was the visual effects supervisor on this movie. He is literally the man behind the creation of the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Like he is the one who presented the animation of the T-Rex for the very first time to Spielberg, to all the executives. Yeah. So this man's a legend. Like this man used to have like ragers at ILM, like in his office, like this dude is wild. I don't, I mean, there's gotta be some, it's gotta be a budget reason for what happened or he just didn't give a shit. Well, the, the original budget for the movie was tw- apparently twenty million around there, twenty twenty five, and then when the studio became more confident in it, when they were seeing more of the progress, they upped it to forty million. So, I mean, if you compare the because ILM handled the effects for this movie, if you compare the effects for this movie, and then say another movie that came out the same year, the same summer, which was The Lost World, you know, the budget difference is like it, they're not even close to being remotely like anywhere near in the same ballpark. So that's something that you have to take into consideration. Now, yeah. on the other hand, when you look at the special effects in the movie, how this movie was marketed, it had the tagline, the special effects movie event of the year, all over this shit, on the posters, like in print ads, on the VHS, like everything that you saw when they would be marketing this, like actual critics at the time were we're proclaiming this to be some huge special effects extravaganza. Now that's not to say that everything in the movie looks like shit. Cause there are some really impressive shots to be seen, but you can tell that for budgetary reasons, a lot of the shit was rushed and what looks to be very thrown together last minute. Oh yes. Well, one particular is it's come up in here a few times is like one of the few times it's like a close up on spawn and his mask comes up. 
that's a really good shot. I thought that looks really good even today, you know. But yeah, there are some dicey ones, but there's some ones that look pretty good. So Tim Burton actually was an original choice for director of this movie. And what would he have been working on at the time this came out? Was this um um oh what was he what was he doing in ninety seven? Um, I'm pretty sure he was working on uh, Superman Lives. Okay. Oh, when was, when was, yeah. Mars, was Mars Attack in, what, 95? 96? Mars right, so. uh, let me see. Mars Attacks. I'm pretty sure it was 95... 96. It was 96. So yeah, he would have just gotten off of this and been working on Superman Lives. Yeah, yeah. which... Uh, man, I still wish we got that movie. That would have been a very interesting take. With Nicolas yes, Cage as Superman. Oh, oh boy. boy. So, the Cagliostro. Oh, Jesus, is it Cagliostro? He was based on a real person. He was a he was a real guy back in the 1700s who pretty much founded the occult Freemasons, and then I guess like went crazy and they locked him up and ended up dying in prison in like the mid 1700s. So I thought that was pretty interesting, and. Uh, Cyan and Wanda are the names of Todd McFarlane's daughter and wife. So he just named those characters after his loved ones, which I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, this, this is a movie that I look at and I go, there's just, I think there was a lot of ambition and they just did what they could do with the limitations that they had. Like, like we said, Steve Spaz Williams is He's oh like anytime you see an interview with him or you see anything about like if you watch the ILM documentary on Disney Plus, he that's the man is very ambitious and like he doesn't care about limitations. He was always trying to push the envelope. And I think, you know, unfortunately, based on the limitations of the budget and, you know, the amount of visual effects they were planning on doing, it just that's unfortunately, this is what you get. Like, there's really no way around it. There was no way that you were going to get anything like. Jurassic Park or like you said Lost World came out the same year you weren't going to get those same effects because you're getting because Steven Spielberg's getting double or triple the budget to be able to do that so as much as I want to sit here and just bash this movie for being as bad as it is it's good to it's good to do a little bit of research and see exactly what they had to deal with in order to make this movie I think I think they tried to do too much with what they had at the same time, and and exactly to your point with Spaz, and you know the director being this guy, these two were revolutionaries in terms of visual effects. So they probably thought they could stretch that budget as far as they possibly could and come up with something that modern audiences at the time would find impressive. I mean, at one point the movie it started from I think it was around like eighty effect shots they thought they were going to have. Then it ended up with like four hundred. <laughs> we're pushing the boundaries, and I think a lot of stuff that they should have just done practically. We see some good practical stuff there. The whole hell stuff, all of the hell stuff was never originally planned, and that was last minute, and we can see why it looks so oh. terrible. Albulia, <laughs> I mean, oh, God, it's literally like, and that was supposed to be a puppet. And they should have done it a puppet, because the Violator, the full-scale animatronic is gorgeous in this movie yeah. when you see them up close. Um, and if you look at behind-the-scenes photos, it's just a matter of them being too confident, I think. I think they mm-hmm. were just too... It's set on like we're we're gonna make this movie 
as impressive it can, as it can possibly be with this small budget. And it just was not enough. Needed to cut back on the effect shots and really focus in more on character and story. Well, this was the style at the time that just overblowed everything with CG too. So, Yeah, the biggest issue I noticed was the fact that I mean, I never read the comics, and I, I, I remember watching some of the animated series, but I couldn't tell you exactly what goes on. But I just felt like this was just a basic action movie with a spawn kind of, they just put a spawn blanket over. Like, we're going to pretend we're making a spawn movie, but really it's just a dude in a costume running around with a gun doing basic action movie stuff. And it just didn't feel, I just felt like... I would love to see Spawn made today. Like we, I would love to yeah. see them finally pull the trigger because I know that they, Todd McFarlane constantly talks about it. Like he, I remember a couple, it was either last year or a couple years ago. He was like, we're making Spawn. Spawn's coming back. We're doing oh, it. Oh, he's been talking about it every fucking year since this movie <laughs> came out. I swear to God. He's like, we got the budget. We got the people. I, I know like Jamie Foxx's name was thrown around to, to play Al Simmons slash Spawn. <sighs> I mean, I hope it happens. I would love to see Spawn kind of revision with all of the the innovations and visual effects now and and, you know, give them a somewhat of a bigger budget, because even with the budget they got for this movie, they could make a better movie with better effects, because, I mean, for instance, Deadpool's budget, I think, was like fifty five million dollars. And look how that movie looked like it. I mean, yeah. it wasn't the best visual effects, but it looked damn good for I mean, the it, budget it had. If you know anything about what McFarlane plans to do with the new iteration of the movie, number one, Blumhouse has the rights to it right now. Ooh. So they've already attached themselves, which they are, in every sense of the word, low budget. Um, churn out movies for the lowest budget you can, make your profits back big. Um, but he wants to make it a slow, somber, dark, horror movie detective style. Which he had this idea before the Batman even came out, like a noir style thriller with Spawn in it. That's what he wants. Spawn will not be like this centerpiece, like comic book hero, like it was in this movie. He's just going to be in the movie as an entity. And he even said in interviews that he doesn't even want you to be able to see Spawn in full, like costume in light. Like you'll just see the eyes, you'll see silhouette, very mysterious. I don't know. Modern audiences would go for that or not, but I, for one, find, would find that a very interesting approach, but very, very different, like, you know, in comparison to this. Oh, uh, no, no image, cinematic universe, the Savage Dragon. <laughs> like USA Network, man, that cartoon was the shit. Yes, yes, it was. To continue talking about legendary people in their fields, Working on this movie, the cinematographer was Guillermo Navarro, who was behind pretty much all of Guillermo del Toro's movies. Like, he was the cinematographer pretty much from the start. He was a cinematographer for, oh, was it Zathura? But like, like I said, Hellboy, Pacific Rim, Pan's Labyrinth. I think he was even all the way back with Cronus. Yeah. So, like, you have the pieces to make a spectacular movie did you mimic was the mimic his was that a del toro was that yeah no i think that was i think that was one of the few guillermo del toro movies that weren't wasn't an uh, an original idea from him because i know like that and blade 2 and uh the music was done by graham revel 
who would do music for such movies as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie from 1995. I had to mention that one because I love that movie. Bride of Chucky, Freddy vs. Jason, Sin City, Tomb Raider, uh, 2003's um, Oscar-winning Daredevil. I'm just kidding. That movie didn't win shit. A lot of Razzies. But, um, won my heart. <laughs> are you a fan? Are At you a fan of the old three Daredevil? <laughs> I don't, to be honest, it's not to me. I never thought it was. It's it, here. This is this is a prime example. People love to destroy League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and I'm one of those people going, I always enjoyed watching that movie. What what's so wrong with it? I, I don't know. I guess it's just how it, people feel. Liked it. Daredevil, the director's cut. The longer yes. one, it's a pretty good. Yes. It's actually because it has more of his court side of him being Matt Murdock. But the only thing I think of, and that whole fucking movie, even I, I enjoy, I enjoy the movie because I'm a, I'm a Daredevil softy. Like I love Daredevil. Um, is just the very beginning where he's up there. He's like, "What do you want?" He's like, "Justice." And like I just, it just kills me how Ben Affleck delivers that line. I, I don't mind him in the movie. It's just how he delivers that line just slays me every fucking time. And Michael Carson. I still Duncan. say I will contend that the the bar scene, the bar fight scene, is still really impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I still like the movie. So this, uh, as we said, had a budget of between forty to forty five million dollars, and it made eighty seven point nine million. So wasn't really deemed a box office success. It got a lot of negative reviews, especially for this. We were saying the visual effects, the performances, some of the performances being cartoony and not up to par. But John Leguizamo, he's the MVP of this movie. And we're going to talk more about it. As, and I hope I hope some of you guys remembers a lot of the one liners because I swear everything he says is a one liner in this movie. And I only could write down so many before I'm like, this is just going to be notes of one liners <laughs> coming from John Leguizamo. But uh, do we have any, Justin, do you have anything else you want to uh, talk about before we jump into this plot? No, I mean, I'm sure we'll discuss the movie as it goes through. Absolutely. And remember, if you have anything to say, you don't have to raise your hand, just interrupt me and I will stop talking. <laughs> so this movie starts with a narration from, oh God, Caliastro, Caliastro. I'm going to keep, I'm going to mispronounce his name this entire episode. So I'm sorry. It's going to be something different every it's time. Gonna be, it is. Name. I was trying to find a way to like shorten his name. I'm like, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. Do I call him Cal or Cole or Stro? I don't know. So there's a war oh, waging Yoda. between Yoda. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> so, oh, we did actually mention, um, Caliastro is played by Nicole Williamson. Who's been an actor since the mid fifties. This was actually his last role like he would retire after spawn so either it was because of how well it did or it, it just it was just that time you know so a war is waging between heaven and hell and the devil or oh god what the hell is his name malabolgia it's malbolgia 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 has sent a lieutenant. Frank Walker. Yes. <laughs> it's just called Frank, Frank, Frank Walker. It is voiced <laughs> by Frank Walker, who we have talked about on this show because he does did the. <laughs> you can just do, call him Doctor Claw. Does he do That's the, exactly? Does what he I'm do the voice of Spaz? Is Frank Walker's <laughs> the dog? Yeah, Frank Walker is Spaz. Yeah, I mean, he's done. He's done a snake. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think of was like Dr. Claw. And then I was like, oh yeah. So I'm a pro. Malbolgia. Malbolgia. 
has sent a lieutenant up to Earth to try to recruit someone to pretty much lead the army of hell to heaven. So we then meet our soldier, Al Simmons, and he is on a mission. And this is, oh God, this is just so laughable. This is like watching a sci-fi movie. It's just him. You know, he's got the goggles. He's looking at this plane with the stereotypical terrorists on the plane. And uh, he blows up the plane with the terrorists. And then he ends up blowing up the tower that he's in to escape. He's got like a Hobby Lobby build your own rocket launcher kit. He's just like. (laughs) So. Coliostro. (laughs) There it is again. Tells his story. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the story he tells his story and the story of hell. And you get the dizzying opening credits where you're just like, I I had to close my eyes because I was getting so dizzy. I was starting to form a headache from watching these opening credits. They're just awful. And then you look and say, this is when you notice ILM is behind this movie. And you're like, no fucking way. <laughs> I don't believe you. So we then meet Wynn or what is this? Jason Wynn played by Michael Sh- or Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yes. There is a Michael Sheen, but not this isn't who that is. And he's talking to the clown played by John Leguizamo. Now he's considered the clown when he's in his clown form, correct? Like that's just his name. And then he is. Clown. Yeah, it's yeah. just clown. I don't. I will tell you in the in the HD version of this, it leaves nothing to the imagination. Like I understand you're in the stat- shadows there, Mister Leguizamo, but we can see you. But in the original <laughs> version, obviously it's much darker. But in this, there's just nothing. See you there, man. Oh God. <laughs> oh really? Because when I watched it on my setup, he's silhouette. You only see like a very small hint of the blue makeup coming through the shadow. I guess it would just depend on. What you're watching it on maybe our brightness was too high could be oh <laughs> that's a good call i didn't think about that it so, always depends i guess so they're having a conversation about a weapon uh that is promised to the clown and the the clown needs someone to lead the this army to hell or the army that's from hell up to heaven and he wants their his best killer who is al simmons the guy that just killed those generic terrorists so we then meet Simmons's wife, play, uh, played by Teresa Randall. She she's there, and then we also meet his partner Terry, and we meet the cute little dog, which I didn't know its name was Spaz until like a little bit later into the movie when they actually say it. So Terry and Simmons are suspicious of whatever Win is working on, because and so their plan is to try to infiltrate win and try to figure out exactly what he's doing and um yeah it doesn't go well and then you see a caliastro there on the side of the road he's just glowing green you're like does anyone else see that man yeah they just green? drive by in the middle of the fucking day and he's glowing <laughs> green yeah. jesus christ it's like the toxic avenger <laughs> yes <laughs> so simmons wants out and it's the and martin sheen I, he you could tell he's having a great time even though he is the most cartoonish character in this movie, because he's like, you can't quit on me. <laughs> Pretty much. And yeah, they find out, uh, you know, he, of course, um, Simmons is pissed off because he killed civilians. He didn't know that there were going to be civilians during that, you know, during the beginning scene there. And, you know, of course, Wins is like, I don't care. 
but he's like, if you want to quit, we're going to do one more. I'm going to, I need you to do one more thing for me. So we're going to do one more mission. We also meet priest who was, I think priest was priest, a man in the comics and they just changed her to a woman in the movie. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. And of course she is in it just straight up leather. And you're like, of course she is. Because she's gonna yeah, be the like, badass woman in a '90s movie. Got to be. She's got like I love how <laughs> she's got like a tarantula on her hand the first time we see her, and then we see, oh wow, like this guy's got scorpions in his ashtray. Whoa! Look, any curls his yeah. mustache. They must be bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> like how oh. ster- how stereotypical could you get with this at this point? I wanted the tarantula. I was down with that. I was like, give me that and the scorpions. <laughs> So they do the mission. They get it's on a ship or something or on a plant. And Simmons finds out that Wynn is up to something sh- uh, very shady. Priest, uh, he then like he shoots, he shoots him. He's down on his knees. She has like a grease compartment on her gun that she just opens up and it just squirts him full of green, like gasoline grease. I don't know. And then Wynn sets him on fire. Maybe napalm gel. Yeah, it could be. They don't really Whatever it, it was, it was used to make it look like it was this cool shit to put on him. But in reality, that's the stuff that's keeping his arms safe when they light him on fire for oh. real. Oh, is it? That's really yeah. cool. So, so they put like sometimes like this weird gel on them when they're going to light them on fire so they don't actually burn. Um, so from, you know, the, the audience standpoint, like, oh, it's this cool, like whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever green goose shit or whatever but it's just actually keep because if you see when he's on fire he's on fire for real yeah yeah i mean it's it's a really cool fire stunt and to be honest i really like when we see him again when he is spawned and you see like the the burnt makeup and i think that looks really good yeah so Uh, so it's actually like a flame retardant is like yeah, what he ended up like putting on it. Okay, that's that's a good idea though. I mean, it makes it work for the. I didn't know any different. I was like, okay, it's a I, to be gel. honest, I didn't put two and two together either. And I watch a lot of videos about like behind the scenes stuff and visual effects and all that. So that's really cool. Good on them. Yeah. So he is sent then sent through a portal to hell, and this is when we meet Malbolgia and his really awesome this it never so his mouth never moves he just opens his mouth and that and then words start coming out they just couldn't afford to make his mouth move and of he course, said no they, it was a decision they made on purpose so, so i had to look into this it's I, so good when i was younger i always thought it was just they did a bad job no they they he was originally supposed to move his mouth and they said no they wanted to make it seem so Hell was speaking through him, so oh. it was just like hell talking. Okay, but in other, in, in its own way, made it look really fucking dumb. Well, even when you look at Violator, <laughs> exactly. When you look at Violator later, when he actually is in his demon form, like probably really couldn't talk the way his jaw, like especially when his jaw like extends out. He reminds me of um, it's the character from Monsters Inc. The purple lizard, the one played by Steve oh. Buscemi. Randy, Rand- Randy. Randy. he, he kind of looks the, the same design. <laughs> what? Thanks, Randy. <laughs> but yeah, and then you have. Is it, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. I just want to talk go about just... the copy and paste spawn. Oh, all the hell spawns that are. Yeah. All, it's literally just one image that they just keep copying and pasting. 
Like, it's like that one guy in the background. She's like, oh, just waving their arms around. <laughs> I love it, dude. What's interesting about that is the movie actually employed really early motion capture. Every single one of those was Michael Jai White in cost, like in, in motion capture suit doing all of those movements. So this is like way before anyone oh, wow. was doing mocap. They did all of this for that movie. It looks ridiculous, but <laughs> it's funny to think that that's how they did it. It's, no, I mean, it sounds really cool. And then, but, but when you watch it, you're just like, there has to have just been one image. And they just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, just throughout the entirety of hell. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of the mocap from the old Mortal Kombat games. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah, exactly yeah. that. See, and I'm glad you're here to give the information, Justin, because I'm just like, like, I get it. Like, I understand what they did wasn't as ridiculous as we're making it seem. Like, there was work and effort put into all of this. It's just obviously a movie from 97. But anyway. No, yes, so they were trying I, to, like, like I've said, and I'll continue to say it, they tried to do way too fucking much. They really yeah. scaled back a lot. So we meet the now crispy al simmons and he's on top of man walking yeah and he's on top of the gothic church and the clown's there and he's just all the one-liners just shooting out of his mouth he's just puking it up and yeah he pretty much he's preparing for he's trying to tell him exactly who he is and what he's going to be doing so then we meet miko hughes you know a legendary kid actor he was in uh pet cemetery he was in uh, Boys it, have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Kindergarten cop. Yep. Not the Wes Craven's new nightmare. <laughs> Wes Craven's new nightmare, and uh, also a yeah. show that I grew up watching. He was in Full House. Yes, that was one of Michelle's That's where I friends. remembered him from. Yep. And so he's here. He plays Zach, and he really doesn't do much. He's just kind of there. He never. He never really does anything other than he finds the dog later on in the movie. We really don't get much from. He did what he was told to do. Yeah, no, no, no. I he mean, get beat by his father. Oh yeah, that piece of shit. Child yeah. abuse in the movie. It's gotta have that, man. It is the nineties. And uh, we meet Kali, or Spawn meets Caliostro, and you got Marilyn Manson's. The first time you hear Marilyn Manson playing as you're as they're like walking through a fucking alleyway, like this is just seems so out of place. Like they're having a conversation. It's just like Marilyn Manson is just being pumped in. It's like. What's with the jacket he gives him? It's like this leather patchwork jacket. You not just oh, like a regular fucking raincoat to give him? Like, here you go, Spawn. <laughs> so Caliostro tells the story of Spawn. So pretty much it's, he's called Spawn because he's a hell Spawn. Get it? Ha! Huh? I did not know that until I watched this movie again. So <laughs> <laughs> he's been in hell for five years because uh, Malbolgia has been, He's he's trying to He's training him and he's trying to get him ready to to lead his his hell army. Even though when he comes back to Earth, he has no idea and doesn't give two shits about doing any of it. <laughs> he's like, I've been away for five years. What do you mean? So Simmons goes home and uh, he has flashbacks of his old life. He goes home and notices that his partner is now with his woman. Now, is that? That's not Al's kid, right? That's like that's a tr or, um, Wanda's kid with his partner, correct? Does that make more sure. sense? Okay. Yeah, I forget when they say how old she is at her birthday party. I think she was five. I'm pretty. So he was in hell for five years. So okay, yeah. Te technically, I I assume that it wasn't his kid, but I don't know for sure. Mm. 
and they never clarify. I don't remember it, so. if that's. I don't remember if it's specified in the comics. I'm pretty sure it, it is, but. Well, that's the thing is he also only mentions the fact that he wants to get Wanda back. Like he like if he does everything for Wanda, he never mentions the kid. So I'm guessing, yeah, it's not his. Yeah. So he but he looks like a homeless man because they're they're having a birthday party, which the clown is the clown at the birthday party. And of course, you know, he runs into to Wanda and scares the scares Cyan and then the clown comes up and he's like, oh, what are you doing? Like drags him away. He's like, oh, he's just, you know, he's part of the whole thing. So we're going to go. So Terry, so they encounter Al and the clown. And he drags him away, as we said. And I like how he calls him crispy. That's like his name for him. <laughs> we get, oh boy, this is when they go into the alley and man, the clown is just spitting them out, man. Spitting those one liners. He's talking about his underwear, pulling out. He's like, Again, <laughs> whatever an angel, whatever, whenever someone was it, someone a demon farts an angel, or no, whenever someone farts a demon gets their wings. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> every time farts someone twice. farts a demon gets his wings, and he farts you know, twice. Wins. Wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, uh, this is where we get the you're dead, D E D dead. Arise, your crispiness. Arise, Duke <laughs> of the deep fried salt of the sizzling. I fucking love it's just, it. Dude. It's just it's nonstop. So it's every fucking it's line. The spawn. That's so good. Dude, I, li- I like, dude. I like, there's like, John, just do what you got to do. <laughs> just have go. Just have a good time. So the the clown shows him the deal that he made with Malbolgia. Pretty much it's to, he needs to kill Win and he needs to lead the army into hell. And if and this is also he could see Wanda again, because that's like his main objective. I want to see Wanda again. What do I got to do? So we get into the cemetery where he's going to see his own. We get a very Christmas Carol effect here where he sees his own grave and he's got to dig up the grave. And we got the the random devil worshippers that are just in the cemetery trying to cast something. Yeah. <laughs> Told you we needed a bigger pentagram. Yeah. That's that's definitely me in 1997. <laughs> I'm not even gonna bullshit, dude. I like how they they actually you mentioned you know it's a wonderful life or whatever, and then they actually they he does the impersonation of uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, yeah, that's yeah, so good. One of the best lines in the movie too from Clown is during this scene. He's he just like kind of looks over his shoulder. He's like, "How come God <laughs> hogs up all the good followers and we're left with all the retards?" <laughs> You couldn't say that today. You can't say no, that today. No, no. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. When that line, when he says that line, I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> of course, I was like, was "Oh my time. god!" So we, this is when we finally see Simmons transform into the spawn, the outfit, or the so whatever that they, they consider this, and the clown continues with more one-liners. He's like, <laughs> he's like, "Don't play with it, or you'll go blind." spawn discovers his weapons and he then again runs into uh caliostro again holy christ i gotta say this name way too many times i just want you to say a different name every fucking time you say it the old man he runs into the old man he's that's perfect there we go don't even try to have to say it again (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) so when so we find out that win has created a virus that he can pretty much profit on because he is the only one who has at least from what I was told, he's the only one who has the antidote for it. Mm. So he's going to be able to make a fuck ton of money because it's literally going to be all over the world. 
I'm like, damn, I got to stop watching movies where p- pandemics are about to happen or shows. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you should cover Outbreak. I mean, I'm covering <laughs> The Last of Us right now. Uh, so we, yeah, pretty much you get the very cartoonish villainous, you know, talk that he has with Terry because Terry's, you know, he's trying to, he knows that wins up to something. He's trying to, he's trying to figure stuff out and wins just like, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me, Terry. So yeah. And then we find out that pretty much the clown guarantees that spawn is ready, even though he is far from it. Like this, the the cloud just doesn't understand that this dude is not going to do anything that he wants him to do. So then we get to hang out at this ball or there's it's like a summit or something where all of these very rich people from around the world are all getting together and Wynn is talking about his plan with some other representatives. And this is when we get Spawn's first appearance, like in his full look where he's got the mask on, the cape comes out. And to be honest, the cape doesn't look terrible. I actually I like agree. the cape I was gonna br- I was going to bring that up. I think... If you look at all the effects, I think they put a lot of the budget in the cape because whenever it shows up, it looks pretty good for 1997. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bummer that, and I understand why they decided to make it a thing that goes in and goes out, whereas in the animated series or the comics, the cape's always there for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it would, it's such, McFarlane always drew it so fucking huge <laughs> that it would look really weird to have like this huge, massive cape following him around everywhere he went if they were going to do it CGI, which they decided to, there was no way they were going to be able to afford to have it in every scene. So yeah. it, mask comes on, goes off. It's, it's a defense mechanism, whereas in the comics and everything, he always has the mask covering his face, unless he takes it off for some reason. This is a cool scene. You know, clearly an homage in some way to, you know, the first Batman with Batman coming through the glass. And yep. ever since then... I mean, how many fucking comic book movies have we seen where the hero, you know, jumps through a skylight, you know, down yeah. in front of the bad guy? Yeah. But this this scene, to me at least, is the most unspawned thing. It's this bright ballroom. Yeah. It doesn't really match the dark, you know what I mean, exterior and style of what they were trying to go for. Yeah. It doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie at all. It just... It, it's. I mean, it's a decent little action sequence, but seeing him come through in this bright room just kind of kills the mood for me a little bit. I agree. I feel it's just, I think it's one of those things where it's like, we want you to see it. We want to make sure you see Spawn. We want you to see him. It's like, no, but this doesn't make sense to the character. Like he, it's like Batman. Like we don't want to see Batman in the daytime. <laughs> exactly. So we find out that when is uh you know he's sleezing it up and terry gets a call about a security breach this is when spawn drops in really cool coming coming from the the roof he you know throws win around a few times throws him over tables and stuff and everybody's just kind of standing there until priest and spawn just get into a shootout one's you know priest is up on the top and spawns below and you just kind of get a basic shootout it's not that interesting there's really nothing special going on. It's literally it just spawn just looks like a dude who's who went to the wrong party. He met he forgot that the, the Halloween party is next door and he just showed up with a gun. <laughs> just yeah, but that line shoot. though, where you're going, every day is Halloween. Yeah, yeah that's true. They do mention that. That's pretty and good. I thought I was that during that scene, I was like, Halloween town? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh. This is Halloween. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I was thinking like Danny Reynolds was Halloween either. town. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. No, I was oh, thinking of, man. Yeah. 
Do you know how long it took me to realize that Debbie Reynolds was Carrie Fisher's mom? <laughs> a long time. Shame on you. I know. They only look alike. <laughs> so we find out Spawn can't die because he gets shot a bunch of times. Then he kind of falls over and then like everything heals. He's like, ooh, I'm going to like this. Damn. So we get the, a very sexual um, attack where the belt shoots out and grabs onto the gun of uh of priest and then stop you with my dick yeah and then she gets shot and she falls from the balcony and to be honest i thought she was gonna come back i didn't think she died yeah but she literally gets put in the ambulance and then you never see her again you're like oh dude this character has an action figure for the movie and she dies within the first 20 minutes she does nothing in this movie other than she She does nothing pours the grease shit on on al and then that's that's about it well, I will say this, Mr. Simmons, she does look fantastic in that black lady. Yeah, she does. So there yeah. you go. Absolutely. Wait, well, who's the who's the actress who played her? Melinda Clark. What have you done? Oh, she was on Days of Our Lives. Is she. Oh boy. CSI. Along with about a thousand. OC. And Nikita. Right. Oh, she was in Return of the Living Dead Three. Oh boy. Rack them up. Which I actually like. I like three. Do you? I, I've always seen the first two. I love how meta the second one is at times. So the three's bonkers. I'll have to check it I out. Feel, I feel like horror. Any like most horror sequels are just they just keep getting crazier and crazier as they go along. That's fair. So we find uh, Spawn's suit does a lot of cool things. We get them flying away on his cape. You know. It looks a little weird, but I like it. It's set in the darkness, so the visual effects. See, that's the thing. Even when you have mediocre visual effects, if you set it in dark areas, it actually makes them look better. But when you have bad or mediocre visual effects in the date in like daylight or bright rooms or whatever, that's when you see how bad and or mediocre they are. Especially like we're, we'll talk about the any of the hell scenes when you see Mobolja. It's it's brightly lit because of the fire and all that or fire it doesn't even look like fire, but yeah, it just looks it just doesn't look good. But if you but anytime you see spawn in any of any time that they're using the visual effects, if you set in the dark, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it's easier to blend in with dark atmospheres yeah. and backgrounds than it is with bright. Every time he says Malboja, he reminds me of that guy from TikTok. Oh, the guy does who does the, the drinks. Yes. He, he like puts stuff he, in the in goes, liquor and then waits twenty four yes. hours. Malbolgia, yeah, I know. He that goes Dibolgia. Or Dibolgia, yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly what I think of every time. So it, it make me. It, I now expect you to do TikToks while having Malbolgia in the background. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Ask Malbolgia. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so easy to do green screen work on TikTok, so uh, I can do it. <laughs> Let's make some drinks. There you go. just fucking flapping around and shit. He's just complaining about gadget. Like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> I'm right. telling you, you'll you'll go viral, man. You're gonna be the next big thing. Yes. There you go. Do it. So I do everything. Marker, it's on you. You do have to do everything. So when it's you don't have to do everything. No, I just I choose it. It's fine. So when it's and when in the clown, they talk about spawn and the plan. And we get more one-liners and it's just literally, I just, I mean, I, I, I put it so many times in my notes 
like it, it that's just how he talks it's just continuously just coming out with one-liners and to be honest they're all fucking gold even if some of them are, are offensive and will no, could not be said today they're still gold like just everything he says makes sense and it just goes from one in in the transition from one to another beautifully done john Leguizamo, you should have won an oscar for this movie um <laughs> so spawn visits wanda at work and this is this is a scene i felt like i didn't need but i get it so he's like sees her at work you see what she sees he sees what she's doing she's talking about diseases and famine and all that stuff and then he kind of runs into sign who's just kind of hanging out by herself in a gym just hanging yeah. out all right yeah. This is like the only real character development we get for Wanda at all. Yeah. But when you watch the animated series or in the comics at all, this is something he actually does do quite a bit is stalker in a weird way, like watching over her and just seeing what she's doing. He's a much more important character in every other aspect of Spawn than here. She's just kind of like a she's placeholder. There. Yeah. If I were to become a crispy superhero, I would stalk you too. Okay, that's fair. As long as you don't, as long as we'll you make that a Valentine's card. Oh and, my gosh! Ironically, I remember the bit in the comic where I'm pretty sure it's happened in the comic is he possess because his buddy still falls in love with her right after he dies. Pretty sure in the yeah. comic, and he actually possesses his body to be able to make love to her again. As oh, as he spawned, he possesses his buddy's body. Wow! You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Did he ask? His that's buddy one beforehand? thing. I don't think so. <laughs> That's one thing that the the comics and the show definitely had a lot more of, which is fucking yeah. actual fucking and sex. There's tons of nudity, tons of foul language in both. And it's like, this is so dumbed down. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, I feel like it really hurts the movie. No, well, wish we just got the explanation like, okay, Cyan isn't Al's kid because he just likes the butt. Like that would have been like a totally cool explanation. Like, why did, get did I not? Why was I not surprised? That's where that went. <laughs> Jesus. So this this fruit is just barely on them. Like right there, I could just pick it up. It's like Victor saying um, he lost his ears when he got burned up, but he didn't lose his nose. How do you know he didn't lose that part too? Well, he tells him earlier where he's like, you know, all the fleshy bits kind of fall off, so he's just borrow somebody else's. Yeah. Give me some of that shit. Somebody else's fleshy bits. That's right. Oh, Look and stick, man. <laughs> <laughs> Marker. So, we get the, this is where we get the clown. Uh, this is where clown is in the cheerleader outfit. You know? I wonder if she has it in my size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But it, 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 this pisses off Malbolgia because he gets sent to back down to hell and Malbolgia's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this yes. is, what, what is this? You're supposed to be up there getting somebody to lead my army and you're doing what? He's like, don't worry, boss. Don't worry. I got this. <laughs> Cheers, <mom. laughs> oh, man. 90s John Leguizamo was just fucking gold. Uh, so Cyan has a clown doll that is exactly like the clown. Like it's literally the clown doll. And she mentions that she met Spawn, and this is when Terry shows up, and he's all concerned because he's afraid like somebody's going to be coming after them. So they got to get home, and this is where it's like we got to get Spaz, Spaz, come on, boy! And, and Spawn's just like go, and he's like kicking the dog, like, get out of here, Spaz, go! And the dog won't go. So 
this is when we then get the scene where Zach is getting the shit kicked out of him by his dad and Spawn steps in is about to kill him. And he's like, no, that's my dad. I would have been like, go for it. Um, <laughs> when. So the, here's the thing. So the plan is in order so that because Spawn's whole mission is he's going to kill Win, and that's kind of what the clown wants him to do, too. But the clown decides, hey, this is what we should do. So in order. So if you die, the plan still goes into fruition. So pretty much we know Spawn's coming after you. So we're going to get the detonator installed in your heart. It's going to be like a pacemaker. So if you die, it sets off the, the you know, the whatever the hell. What is it? What was it called? What was the agent called? Is it like Agent 15 or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. It's heat 16. Or Heat 16. There you go. So, and he's getting this operation done while he's awake. What? Just juice me, Doc. I can take it. <laughs> my wife's like, my wife is literally looking up, but she's like, is he awake while they're doing heart surgery on him? Like, <laughs> okay. sure, what kind of anesthetic did you use? Just cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that just numbs your face. What? I don't know. I've never done it. Uh, <laughs> we get the conversation with Zach and Spawn, and, it, you know, it, it's there's nothing really of importance here other than they kind of get to know each other more. And it's his humanity, man. It's reminding yeah, him of yeah. his humanity. Like you see that Al is not a bad person. I mean, throughout this, I mean, even when before he gets changed over, it wasn't like he was a piece of shit. He just was a guy that got fucked over. And so he, like, he's generally nice. To, like he's protective of this kid that he met once. Uh, and, you know, he's he still has those human attributes where he's still in love with Wanda. He still wants to be, you know, with her, even though we all know it's just not going to be possible. So the operation is success and the clown is very pleased with this. So Zach meets the clown. This is when they meet up on the rooftop again and we get the he is clowny. I'm like, well, of course. <laughs> and Spawn finds out that the clown was responsible for his death. And after telling him this, he's still like, hey, you want to be the leader of uh, the hell army? He's like, no, I want to fucking kill you now, you piece of shit. And this is where he picks up Spaz and he looks like he's about to kill him. And um, is it Kali Ostro shows up on here and he stabs him in the arm with his like cool blade hand that he's got. Like his hand just transforms into a sword. I was like, okay. Wow. And the clown then transforms into the violator. And I love what, <laughs> what does he say? What does he call it? He says like, I'm not the, um, vindicator or the, the he ends with vi I'm, and i'm not the vibrator a vibrator yeah. i'm <laughs> the, the violator, violator. yeah and the vic the vindicator or the victimizer, the victimizer or the vaporizer, vaporizer. yeah <laughs> yeah that's good apparently like i think all four of those are different characters from the comics they're like oh, all, really? they're like all brothers or something like that yeah like the, yeah, yeah. Vibrate. The vibrator is. I mean, character. I would want to be the vibrator. <laughs> yeah, I, be the vibrator. <laughs> I mean, I want to be the vibrator for sure. It just goes across the counter. Like, <laughs> where's it going? Like, I don't know. It just moves whatever way it wants to. Does it ever stop? Never. <laughs> always on. Always charged. Those batteries are. Uh, um, oh, shoot. They're solar powered. So <laughs> the effects don't look half bad here. I actually like oh, yeah. even. You know, even when it is CG, it still looks pretty decent. And then you get to see, like, when you get close up, it's all practical. 
which I like because I'm I'm a sucker for practical effects. So they battle and they fall off the cathedral. And you know, Spawn, of course, he's he's looking for him, and then he ends up getting like the the violator one ups him and throws him into like a fence. And symbolism. Yeah, because he looks like Jesus. Uh, Parker paused. He's about to say the vibrator. The vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, and then Zach's dad gets the shit kicked out of him by the vibrator. (laughs) Like he's actually like, I'm a good guy now. I'm gonna stand up for that weird looking guy. Come here. That's what happens to child abusers, motherfucker. I know you're like, "Hmm, I feel like I should be mad at the violator for this, but nah. I was like, no, Violator, just keep going. Make sure he's dead. I'm only angry because the Violator doesn't kill more people. Be honest with you. I wanted to bite somebody in half. That would have been been really cool. PG-13. So so pretty much he tells Spawn, if you don't complete your mission, then I'm going to go visit Wanda and uh, things are going to get a little intimate. He's like, you stay away from her. I'm like, what are you going to do? Says that like the old... eight times in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give her the old short stack. <laughs> How tall is John Leguizamo? Hang do you on. think? Do you think he's like? I mean, dude, he's just at the right height. I mean, I I just watched the menu. It's five eight. Okay, average. He's but a, you, you got you guys know he's he, just he, taller than me. He did crouch the entire performance. Oh, okay, that makes sense because he is really small, like short yeah, in so this no, movie. No, he's five six and a half. He's shorter oh. than I am. Hmm, okay, well, you guys, looking at different but, sites here. <laughs> he was still. Wait, in, let me find one. He's gonna tell me it's he's six two guys. No, <laughs> I was just looking at. Okay, IMDb. so IMDb says five five six. Google five, six, says five eight. But you know what though? The truth is, he's getting older. Old dudes do shrink. So True. there you Impossible. go. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but not surprising that he did. If he did crouch. Because the clown, the there's certain scenes where he's, you know, super like you can tell he's like this hunched over when he's like playing with his belly or whatever, or in the scene with in the um (sighs) words where people that cemetery. Okay, I I have an entirely different scene locked in my brain. Not not what you're talking about. But where he's standing there, and you can see, you can actually see his costume. Like, there's a bend in his costume. I'm like, I don't think that's supposed to be there. But he's like, you can tell. But it makes it better. I got a question. Earlier in the movie, this may be around, it's actually, I think it's around this scene. Where he eats the pizza. He ate ate real mealworms? And then threw up okay. immediately after they did the take. Yeah, Dude, I was like, he, he, I was like, he's he dedicated. He hit oh, that shit. That's yeah. real. Like I didn't know, not even once. I was like, those yeah. are fucking real. Yeah, you nope. could see him moving. Like you could see one literally try to like Mm-mm. curl up. I was like, it was. I was like, ooh. Mm-mm. He also pissed in his outfit because he had to go pee really bad, and he, they couldn't get him out of the costume fast enough, and he just ended up pissing inside it. Who <laughs> was that one out? It Imagine helps. though have, having to do your entire performance though, like that must have been so uncomfortable. Number one, you have to go through like two and a half hours of makeup, getting in this suit, super claustrophobic, you're fucking sweating balls, and then you have to like crouch the entire time. Yeah. You have to like bend your knees, 
and be hunched over. Like, I swear to God, he probably had to, like, go to a chiropractor once or twice a week for months after this movie. So he was asked how it felt being inside the costume. He said it's like a condom being on a penis. Yeah, I believe it. I don't have one, but I could see that. So Terry, he copies the disc that he took from Wynn. Ironically labeled Special Operations. <laughs> Shit, this is secret. I should oh, take this. I wonder if that's the one I need. This seems important. <laughs> this is Britney Spears mixtape. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it. Throw them off. Um, so the old man shows off his cool blade arm again, and he tells Spawn that Al Simmons is dead. If you, you know, you got to get over Wanda. You, you're never going to be that same man again. You got to let him go. You are Spawn, and that is, you got to leave it at that. And he's like, no, I love her. I got to be with her again. I'm going to be with her again. Shut up, old man. So the old man. Dedication. Oh, yeah. And so the old man wraps him up in his own chains. Or was it his chains? I don't know. It was hard to say. Yeah, but then the next scene, they're walking together. I was like, was that it was that was just showing an example of what he could do? Is that is that what that whole thing was? Because they didn't explain it well. I thought he was just like pretty much gonna wrap him up and then you were gonna have like have the old man was gonna have a conversation with him. Be like, you know, this is what you need to do and focus on him, blah blah blah. But instead the next scene it's just them walking and he's pretty much telling him about all the, the different weapons he has on his suit and you know how he's gotta focus and concentrate, be able to use them correctly, and instantly he's able to use them pretty well. I just assumed it was his his chains, the ones that you see where he's uh he attaches himself to the side of the building. I just assumed he used his weapons against him to be like, hey, stop. Yeah. Bad dog. Yeah, bad dog. <laughs> pretty much. Newspaper. Cause, you know, Cogliastro's trying to say, hey, you know Old man. Old man. <laughs> he's trying to tell him, you know, hey, just Stay out of it, you know. There's no place for you. Put the dick down. There's yeah, no place for you in like the real world, like amongst yeah. other humans. So we get the the scene where Spawn gets a bike, and I, I swear to God, when I was a kid, I remember this bike transforming immediately. Like I thought it transformed, like in when you watch Ghost Rider, and he gets on the bike, and it immediately turns into like a hell bike. Yeah. No, it transforms later. But no, he's just just riding a a regular motorcycle until he needs it to transform into like a tank. And uh, this is when he immediately finds the clown driving this big old truck, like immediately, like he gets the bike. And next scene, he is like, there he is just driving down a wearing the trucker hat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is when he then the clown is then on the roof of the truck and he's shooting like a grenade launcher at him. And, and his line is, I love the smell of burning asphalt in the morning, which is yep. a line from apocalypse now, which Martin Sheen is the main character of. There you yeah. go. Full circle. Who said, Dan, who said the line in apocalypse now? I don't know. I never watched that movie. Robert Duvall. Come on, man. Got that really cool hat, but it's but it's but it's Napalm and yeah, 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 yeah. They changed it. For and I, I do, yes, I do know the line. I've just never seen the actual show, so thank you for that. I did get, I did learn things. So, oh, well, there you go. It's a great, it's a great movie. It, it's it's a hard one to get through, but it's a very good movie. I like military movies. So, like Plantoon, Plant, Plantoon, <laughs> that good old Plantoon. <laughs> I was always called like play a tune. That play a tune with William Dafoe. Yeah. Um, so 
Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> so Spawn's cape engulfs the bike and turns into this really cool tank, and then the clown releases this green goo all over the road, which then... <laughs> Hey, I'm glad that they did this practically, but it still looked goofy as hell as it's like sliding and then it just tips over. It tips over very awkwardly, <laughs> like like oh, somebody just stopped, like you so just good. stop pedaling your bike and it just goes. Do you think it's like surplus, like Gak from Nickelodeon? Like, oh, I don't need this shit no, no more. No. Let's use this no, please no. Oh, slime time. Yes. And then after this, the clown does like a complete 180 with that massive truck. Like, damn, stuntman skills. <laughs> and um, then he drives straight at Spawn, who then uses his cape again to like form another like protective barrier and it blows up the, t the, the truck. And then the clown just flies in the air laughing. Yeah, like, dude, I, I will say, though, the scene where he like turns into the massive spike is one I always remembered. I always liked it. I thought it looked cool. It was a cool like, scene. Like this whole thing is yeah. cool. I just thought it was yeah, goofy when it like the bike tips over. That was the only thing that kind of threw me off, made me laugh. Uh, so like he just stopped going. <laughs> just to stop. So Terry finds out what Gwyn is actually up to, and uh, how the what this man has a touch screen in 1998. He's literally okay. That's okay. exactly what he's. Doing. I made this comment while we watched. I was like, "Who the fuck's got a touch screen in 97?" Oh, 97. Sorry, this movie came out in 97. In in the 80s, there was in the Buick Riviera and I believe the Olds Tornado, you could get a CRT. I know you could get a CRT touchscreen in those vehicles. So that is the thing that existed a decade before this movie came out in a mass production product. It threw me off. Okay. This was I said that. It and threw then, me off so I much. I said that and I was like, wait a minute, the Olds Tornado. And like, nobody remembers this. But guess what? That's not even the weirdest part of the scene. It's the fact that Wynn shows up and he's got, you know, he's he's carrying a gun in a very weird way. I mean, Dan, you're a gun older, a gun owner. You know how to hold a gun, right? It's you hold it like one handed, like near your chin. Like, well, the, like, like, your no, 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 no. And it's not like, even a it's pistol. Really it's like an assault rifle of some sort, right? Yeah, or, I can tell you, dude, listen, I was kind of <laughs> like, I was watching the movie, but I wasn't paying attention to the weapon because the gunplay wasn't a big thing for me. But like, if he, I think he had like an SMG of some type, like you're either going to like front mag, grab the rear, or you're going to have a, like a collapsible shoulder stock. Ooh, what's happening? <laughs> Controllability. <laughs> it just looks cool. But I he, was an apocalypse now, motherfucker. But then... He shoots the mon he shoots the monitor, which is just a monitor, right? It's not the computer it itself. So he didn't destroy the evidence. He just destroyed that one monitor. I could just go buy another one and just plug it in. And hey, guys, everything that was here is here now. So if it was newer, that would make sense because you have like the all-in-one computers. Like, yeah, oh, he destroyed it. But like back then, you're just like, hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. All I guess right, this Mark, is something just... really dumb to nitpick at, but I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> So the clown's here and he's got more wonderful one-liners, something, you know, he literally walks up to Wanda. He's like, I can smell you're not wearing any panties. I was like, oh my God, of course. How is this movie not rated R? <laughs> just that it was. Based on the, was it? it was I, thought this was P, I thought this was PG-13. Well, well, no, it was rated R. 
and then they did a quick cut of a couple things to make it PG thirteen. But oh, I know we were, I we did know. watch the director's cut. So right. the director's cut, if you compare it to the theatrical, there's almost very little difference. Like a couple of curse words added here and there, mm-hmm. yeah. more suggestive lines. But overall, it's the same movie. It's not like there's added blood or gore or more death scenes in the director's cut. So the fact that the director's cut is R, it seems pretty tame to me, at least. Damn it! Maybe I'm just, I just... I, I just... I don't know. Angela's bringing up quotes and I forgot the one. Like, oh, come on, you scream like a girl. You gotta do it. I just love it. I'm sorry. It's high-pitched. You had to be there. So when kills Wanda, or at least you think, Spawn is just tossing Wynn around until he, you know, pretty much he's told, like, Wynn, why are you telling him the plan? He literally like, I have a pacemaker where if you kill me, uh, it blow it, it sets everything off. I was like, why did you fucking, why did you, have, you didn't have to tell him that. It's cartoon villain 101, <laughs> yes. man. He's got to tell him the plot. He has to tell him. <laughs> Which then, Spawn uses some x-ray vision to see the pacemaker and remove it from him and then destroy it. And then I would have, and then he, he, the fact that he lets Wynn live after doing that, he's like, well, I destroyed the pacemaker so I could just kill you and not worry about it. But instead, he lets him live. He's like, because I've removed this device from your chest with my x-ray vision, you now have stage three cancer. Have fun, Win. Like, okay. Well, he's a shitty person. I mean, you deserve it. So, this, the performance of uh, Teresa Randall, where she has to pretend to be the clown up until, you know, the clown, it transformed back into the clown. Great performance. Like yeah, her, the yeah. way she, like she has to pretty much mimic John Leguizamo and it's, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Like she's, she's really like her arms too. around and like saying things and I was, wow. I mean, she's pretty hammy. She's hamming it up, but oh, yeah. he's hamming it up the entire movie. So she is trying to match that energy and she did yeah. pretty well. I mean, she, she worked does, with yeah. Michael Bay. She, she can handle it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so then the, uh, so yeah, we find out that Wanda's not really dead. And the clown was just pretending to be here. And the old man shows up and the clown goes to hell. And so they're like, we got to go to hell too. And he gets all in his cool chain mail outfit and spawn's got to go with him. And then we get the most dizzying fight scene ever. Like I, I could not tell you what actually happens in this scene. Other than I know that these characters are fighting, but that's about it. The cuts are just so many. It's dizzying environment is moving in ways that aren't natural i'm just like we couldn't just stayed on a plane and just seen these characters fight no we had to tilt the screen sideways i was like what is happening so you i will say i will say like the concept of this fight had it had time to be properly fleshed out was actually really cool like i like how he's like thrown around and like there's like it's like there's layers of shit he's going through that you don't see, and then he like hits a rock just kind of floating there. I just I like if it was executed well, I think it, it would be really neat. Like yeah. the concept was cool. It was just too dizzying for me. So no, that's fair. He, he so you think that he kills the violator. And then he just uses some electricity power to take out a bunch of the spawns that are there. Because pretty much Mal Bolsh is just like, go get him! <laughs> And so they're just Take like, <laughs> like waving their arms around, chasing them down. Quick. And they shake your milkshake. We need the boys. Like, well, well, that's the thing is he literally, he literally like activates some power that like takes a bunch of them out. 
And then Malbolge like comes in and you think there, there's going to be like this epic fight. And then he just takes the old man and goes back up to back up to the house. I was like, I'm out. Oh, okay. I thought there was going to be a fight here. I remember there being a fight, but I guess that never happened. So Spawn finally realizes that he doesn't belong here. He's got to pretty much just live as Spawn for the rest of however long he is able to live for. And Zack shows up with Spaz. Yay, the dog didn't die, which is always good. Because when he finds that collar, you're like, ooh, that's not so good. And also, I was like, how does Zack know where he lives? But then he mentions, oh, I followed the dog home. I was like, okay, that makes sense. The kid just randomly shows up. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> so the so the violator then comes back, which is a cool effect where they're like leaning up against a bookcase and the arms come out and grab him and its head comes Very through. effective. Yeah. Very effective. And I think the effects here, you can you can just tell what they spent their time and money on versus what they didn't. Yeah, this yeah. scene I thought was impressive for 1997. It looked really cool. And yep. It was kind of spooky too, like that, you know, one last scare type of situation. Yep. So he then you get the cool scene where he like wraps around one of the chains and it ends up cutting off uh, the violator's head, which then it transforms back into the clown. And of course, he's just the head. And what's the line? Hey, Wanda. Hey, Wanda. (laughs) What do you think about a little head? head. (laughs) So in our version, it was the PG-13 like standard cut. It's like, what do you think about my little head? Which is vastly, Um, but our subtitle said, what about a little head? There's a couple of ones that I wish I'd written it down because it was much worse. It's so good. I know that the subtitles had to be from the director's cut. It had to have been. And, uh, no, actually the whole scene with like Mal, not Mal, Violator biting his head, the spikes go through and like the chainsaw effect of cutting off was really good. It's so fucking cool. I will say this, this part of the movie, like our daughter was there, like freaked her the fuck out. (laughs) <laughs> so she like ran over and like, cause like solo with me and shit. And I was like, it's okay. So our couch is here and our TV is, you know, a little ways away. She's standing like halfway in between the TV and the couch. And she just like turns and runs. Yeah. Like to the couch. Like, oh, but boy. she's just like staring until that happens. And then she's like, nope. She's our trooper. She made it through Friday the 13th part six. So, she nice. <laughs> most of the movies until That's something. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even the scary parts. It's when somebody gets hurt. Yeah, like, she doesn't like seeing people get hurt. But, like, this, you know, the jump scares, she's fine. Yeah, when, 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 when don't worry, when Violator died, I leaned over. I was like, don't worry, dear. He deserved it. He was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. But I here's the thing. Do, here's my question. Does he die? Or does he just get sent back to hell? I don't know. Kind of ambiguous. Yeah. I was always under the impression you cut the head off because as they're trying to cut each other's heads off, that to me is the indication that if you cut the head off, they're they're done for. But I'm sure that if there were to be a sequel, which they attempted to get together very shortly after this, yeah, he'd be back. Yeah. Like there's yeah, no cause... way that Clown wouldn't be back. If he was left there, he probably would have died. But the fact that he gets pulled back into hell. I would assume he'd come back as something else. A ficus. A chia pet. A chia pet, yes. Spawn's got to get one. chia <laughs> Yes, thank you. Can I get a clown chia pet? Please. That'd be great, where it just grows the hair, like, out the side. It's perfect, man. It's so good. But then you touch it, and it just it's one-liners of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a voice or... box inside. <laughs> that's one of the the one things that I was bummed about when the merchandise came out for the movie 
back in the 90s, 80s, we would always get like the fucking talking string dolls. Yeah. I desperately yeah. wanted a clown talking, you know, like pull the string on his back and he says the one liners. We didn't oh, get that. We got some cool was... figures, but we did not get a cl- talking clown doll. So yeah, dude, that would have been awesome because the violator I got wasn't part of that. It was one of the McFarlane standalone, like comic versions. The original, yeah. Yeah. The, the movie one was like, I had it. It was like thirty inches. So yeah, yeah. In, in scale with the figures. Yeah, it, it's like pretty one, badass. The one I had was like a ten or twelve inch figure. It wasn't like super huge, but it was a good size yeah, when you were a yeah. kid. If you remember correctly, like the Violator, in the comics and in the toy form, you know, not in the movie, was very thin, very like, yes. And they made him a lot wider and larger. In terms yeah, it was of very scale in this. Yeah, super lanky because that's how my figure was. It was like he's like super like like you said wiry in the comic. Yeah. So yeah, in yeah, he says one more thing to him before he gets sent to hell. He's like, send send my regards to your boss and tell him he's next. And Wynn's going to jail. And I was like, I wish he just killed him, but I get it. We then Very get interesting f- thing at the end here. I just wanted to know oh, for, for for lovers of the comic. A lot of people complained when the movie came out that the characters of Sam and Twitch were not in the movie. They're like the detectives yep. that are investigating Spawn's situation in the comics yeah. and stuff. They're actually in the movie for two seconds. They're the ones escorting one out of the house. Oh, I don't have okay. any speaking lines, but that's actually them. Yeah, I read so. that. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> they're like, hey, guys, hey, hey, hey. they're there. And they're like, okay, <laughs> well, a cool little cameo. <laughs> so we get a final perch shot of uh, Spawn over. He's on the church. I, I actually like this shot, you know, with the the cape is flowing around him, and you gotta yeah. have this. If they do it at the end of every oh, Batman movie, so why not do it in Spawn? <laughs> and then we get a Marilyn Manson song at the end with the weirdest end credits ever, where they're going sideways. And I was like, okay, time to turn this off now. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally always been a Manson fan. That song is one of my favorite songs uh, of what the song band. Is it? Long Hard Road Out of Hell. It's a mm-hmm. collaboration between um, Marilyn Manson and fuck what's the other band can't remember right off the top of my head i was just listening to it yesterday um but i was gonna mention the fact that the soundtrack to the movie has a last more lasting legacy than the movie itself when that soundtrack came out it was massive i mean it had manson metallica on it filter like so many different bands prodigy butthole surfers butthole surfers surfers nice yeah it's it's absolutely crazy and the 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 filter video and the manson video were huge leading up to the movie so like that soundtrack that summer was just so massive oh dude they're like stabbing westward shit on the westward was on it yeah fuck yes dude all right well no, that... i was just looking oh sorry go ahead sorry no I'm just it was sneaker that, pimps that collabs with manson yeah, thank so you that is the end of spawn we got some comments, as as you know. Every week, we like to ask Twitter or Instagram uh, what they thought of this movie. Actually, I got to pull up the Instagram post because I don't remember if anyone actually posted. Uh, but yeah, we ask you guys to share your your thoughts on the movie we're going to be covering. So, of course, we asked what you all thought of Spawn, and we got some comments. Our first one is from our friends at Flicks and Friends podcast, who said, "This is another movie I tricked my grandma into seeing when I was a kid." <laughs> to this day, I still walk around going D E D dead. Hell yeah. Our next one is from Perpetual Cinema, 
who said during an identity crisis era of superhero films, but Legazamo is top tier villain in this movie. I could not agree more. True. And then we have one from Angela just says, I've never seen it. Angela, you don't comment on these. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't ever read them. You said, you said comment. I said, I've never when seen it. When I saw it, that, so... I was like, that made me excited that you were going to see it for the first time. So, hey, I haven't seen a lot of movies. So, I pretty much anything you'd pick, probably wouldn't have seen it. Okay, I'm glad I tr- checked Instagram because we do have a couple comments there. Our next oh, one nice. is from. Wyatt from Cinema Trip Reviews, who said, fucking love Spawn. Really wish Michael Jai White got, had gotten another crack at the role. <sighs> I don't know if I'd really want to see Michael Jai White back in it. I, I do want to see Spawn, but I think I think we could get another a better performance from someone else. Listen, I got to tell you guys, if it sounds like you guys are very unaware of Black Dynamite. Have you seen Black Dynamite? No, I've seen he was in that, though. So, he directed it and wrote it, and he's in it, and it's fucking amazing. So it's, uh, I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, it's a throwback to old black exploitation movies. Was that the one with Eddie it's, Murphy? No, no, no. That's that's him playing Dolomite. Oh, that's Dolomite. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Black, but Black Dynamite is a take on those old Dolomite and oh, okay, okay. black exploitation movies. Yeah, literally. If if and I get, I get it. Like. Michael J. White was very young when this came out. He wasn't like the most seasoned actor or anything. He hasn't had the best career, but in in, in terms of acting, you got to watch that movie. He's absolutely fantastic in it. Has a great comedic timing. It's it's a real blast of a movie. All right. Do do you know? Is it available like on a streaming service or is it like something I'd have to? It was uh, a little while ago. It was from 2009. It's only about an hour and a half. Um, it was on Amazon Prime not that long ago, but definitely available. Highly recommend. I think you, anyone that has a certain opinion of him, once they watch this, will maybe possibly change their mind. I've been waiting for years for a sequel. Like, it has a huge cult following. It's fantastic. Sounds like a winner. I was talking yeah. about that. I I messaged it. We were talking about this. It's like, why aren't we covering more black exploitation, Parker? Come on. Excuse me. I don't think you've ever said that to me. No, it was during the <laughs> movie dumpster stuff. You were there. I was like, Parker, we need to cover more black exploitation. I know. I'm terrible at scheduling things around certain. Like, listen, I, I know it's Black History Month, and I just, I'm so terrible. I'm just like, no, we're covering matter. a franchise, Maybe. so I got to make sure we get through that. Like I don't have a val- we don't have a Valentine's Day episode. I don't pay but attention. Hey, I mean, to- y- you are talking about Spawn. Yeah, we and are. aside from you know, a blank man and Meteor Man, Spawn was the first African American fronted superhero movie that was a big budget that actually went to theaters. So it is a thing. That's fair. Yeah. Our next comment is from our good friend Darren from Nostalgia Cast who said one of the oh worst comic book movies ever made <laughs> the lawnmower man level CG effects are awful enough but the entire movie looks like someone vomited black crayon all over it and yeah <laughs> Legazamo tries which is like eating a shit pizza and saying at least the pepperoni was <laughs> why am I not surprised Damn by you, this Darren. take by Darren usually uh, I, I, I love on the same wavelength but I, I, don't, I don't agree with you Darren. yeah that's a little harsh Oh, oh, oh harsh. But, you know, we respect you, Darren. Uh, our last Absolutely. one from Twitter is from Stonegasm or St- Stonegasm. No, that says Stonegasman. Sorry. Uh, Close utter- enough. It's the same thing. Stonegasm. Stonegasm. Oh. Sorry. Close enough. It, it, I read your Twitter handle and that's what I that's what my eyes saw. It said utter garbage. The effects and performances were beyond terrible. And John Legazamo was per- 
particularly wasted as the farting clown. Oh. All right. So our final two comments on Twitter are not great. But we got two comments on Instagram. Our first one is from uh, Team TNA Podcast. We said, this is a movie you must leave as a memory. If you thought it was dope as a child, leave it at that. If you rewatch it, which we had to, it will ruin everything for you. The graphics of the pipe screensaver is more intense than what you'll see here. And the movie is an absolute dud. Was Jessica Priest hot? Yes. Was John Leguizamo both hilarious and horrifying? Also, yes. But the movie was unfortunately trash. The toys that came out were amazing, though. Very true. And our final comment is from Doom Generation Pod, who stated, I remember really liking it at the time. Haven't rewatched in years. Well, I recommend a one rewatch. <laughs> and and then, if you're in the area, that means come to Alamo Draft House, Ashburn in Virginia to come watch it with me on the big screen. Hell Do yeah. it. 28th. Hell yeah. Oh, we were closer. Be there or get EED dead. <laughs> so that is the end of our talk about Spawn. Next week for episode 94, we're going back to the Alien franchise or what some may perceive as not being part of the Alien franchise, but we are venturing into the alien versus predator saga of everything where we were going to be talking about the 2004 Paul W S Anderson alien versus predator. Can't wait to watch that one. <laughs> Here I am praising spawn and I'm shaking my head about that movie, but they're, they're totally different things. Yeah. Those are two movies that I've told myself I would never revisit even for podcasting sake, but maybe someday, maybe someday, ladies and gentlemen, I will. <laughs> All right, before we before we go, Justin, what do you got going on over there with Epic Film Guys and Brain Stew? What, what do you got brewing? I have absolutely no fucking idea. <laughs> um, as of right now, we're kind of just going with the flow. Um, we got a couple episodes already pre-recorded, but in terms of what we have planned, um, I guess whatever the fuck we decide to do the week before, uh, Things have been kind of disorganized. So I guess just pay attention to our social media pages and you'll see what's coming out. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've got a lot of Wes Craven related slash Scream content on the way because of Scream 6. Um, some zombie related stuff on the way as well. So we've got some goodies, um, you know, in the pipeline, waiting, ready to go. Very cool. Very cool. And where can people find you? We are literally everywhere you could possibly find us at Epic Film Guys on every single social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Every podcatcher could find us. Very cool. And you can find us in the same area, in this, all the same places. Just we're dissect that film. So make sure you don't mix that up. Um, yes, make sure to go follow all of Epic Film Guys socials and all that. Justin posts a lot over on Instagram and Twitter, so you will you will not be disappointed with all the content that he provides over on social media. And all the links will be down in the description as well. Justin, again, thank you so much for being here and you know deciding to come back for a second time. You know, thank God we did a good enough job the first time that you wanted to come back again. <laughs> it's my pleasure. You guys did such a great job that I came on, you know, day three of having COVID, just just to talk about spawns. So. I <laughs> I saw you post a thing saying that you had it. I was like, oh, no. 
<laughs> no, I was I was definitely not going to try to fuck with you guys again and try to change the schedule or anything. This was going to happen. Spawn was going to happen. Yes. Yeah. And Spawn happened. Yes. It did. Thank you. So thank you again for yeah, for being on and um supporting not not just being here but also supporting the show, sharing stuff for us and you know, you've you know, you followed us a long long time ago when we were just starting out and um so thank you for everything that you've done for us and uh we definitely Hope to have you back sometime soon this year, you know, to talk about the movie that we're not telling Dan and Angela about quite yet until we get to, you know, to that oh spot. Boy. So, Justin, thank yeah, you I again. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Thanks very much. For I'm me glad they know what's going on. <laughs> but until next time, like everybody, <laughs> what do you want, Dan? It's like when you go to the doctor and like, you know, you're going to get a shot, but your mom doesn't tell you until you get there. It's like, oh, no, it's not, even, no, until, it's not even until you freaking move your. Why am I putting my shirt up like that? <laughs> Well, what's happening? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming, and that is Justin of Epic Film Guys slash Brain Stew. And this has been episode 93 of the Dissect That Film podcast. We will see you all again next time. Bye bye.